All right. How you getting? Uh, we did it, guys. We beat the virus. <laughs> Imagine me, Hall Martin, just in the doll, and he's like, "I want to make an announcement about COVID," and he just imagined he just snapped. Imagine he just snapped. He's lost it, and he's in the doll, and he goes, "We got him." <laughs> and they're like, "What? What are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about?" Imagine me, Hall Martin, just snapped. Imagine me, Hall Martin, did the Coney Twenty Twelve. Your man, your man, who had us all. He had the world. He had the world. In his hands, a viral video to get people, to get everyone. In Ireland, in Dunleary, I was going to go to a college event in IADT about Coney 2012. I don't even remember what it was. I think it was that it was a Congolese militant dictator. I, don't even, I can't, can't even remember if he was in the Cong- Congo. I think it was Congo. Um... Coney 2012. I remember him. He looked like Carl Weathers. And I'm not having to go. You know, he looked like Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers would play him if Carl Weathers had decided that he... Oh, whatever. But your man who started the video and was like, Hello, welcome. Hello. It was like Spike Jones doing an impression of an activist for a jackass movie. Hello. 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 And then um, literally got the world on his side. I clicked attending. At this Coney 2012 vigil. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember what it was. But I was was like, you know. It was, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe. And everyone being like, this is an important video. You have to watch the Coney 2012 video. This is important now. Um, And then everyone. He had, he had the world... He had armed the world with love to conquer and put every resource we had into finding Joseph Coney and stopping his thing, whatever it was. (laughs) And then he just snapped and he went out into the street, it's on LA, stripped off naked, shit on the floor, wanked. And starts smacking the ground with his fists and feet. And sticks. Imagine Michal Martin did the same. He goes, the virus. We got him. And he, he sits back in his chair all smug. <laughs> he just snapped. And then he realizes he realizes he's done something that he, you know, he, he said something inappropriate. He just, you know, you just say something and you're like, shit, I didn't know why I just said that. But it just comes out and he goes, and I'd like to say one more thing uh, about this. I want to talk about the coronavirus for a second. Guys, we got him. And he just sits back in his chair, folds his arm with a big smile. And they're like, what? Antishik, what? Antishik, how dare you say that? Antishik, what have you... Antishik, we know the HSC. And like everyone's... He's like, rah, 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 and he goes really bright for face, but he, he won't break the fact that he doesn't know why he just said the thing he said. And he's like... Hmm. <laughs> and everyone's like, Antishik, Count Kyle, I cannot believe what I'm here. We got him. What are you talking about? That's the kind of thing... This is the kind of thing that I fantasize about. My humor, my humor muscles, right? My humor muscles are not... They're very, they're very specific to what I find funny these days. I find that hilarious that that would happen. Him going, we got him. I find that hilarious. I find that... Like, I can't... I actually can't 
and I, and I'm I, you know, and I, I appreciate that as a comedian. I'm not I just for whatever mood I'm in at the moment. I can't really watch things that are like sketches that are proper sketches at the moment. I just can't. I can't. I can't watch them. I don't like. I, I don't wouldn't write them. But I would. You'd never. I would never write a kind of you know. And I'm not having to go. I think Foil Arms and Hog. I mean, this is not a, specifically. I go with Foil Arms and Hog because I think they're probably the greatest sketch writing troupe that this country's ever seen. I think they are, and they're actually geniuses, and they're so so under so underappreciated because they've actually because they've actually done something that is incredibly difficult. By be, they have to be, they've for, forced to be eloquent and and actually have some level of talent in what they actually have to write because they don't because they're not putting swears in there and they're making it accessible. That is incredibly difficult. And they have to be smart. And they have to have punchlines. And they have to have... But at the moment, I'm not... I just can't... And it's not having to go with them, but I can't see videos that are like, hey, France, come in here for a second. Like, I can't... I can't at the moment. Just at the moment, I can't. Okay, um, all right. Uh, uh, dictionaries. Come into a room. <laughs> you know, I can't... I can't Dictionaries. We need a new thing. Yeah, I can't. That that kind of unless it's a new, unless it's kind of a new take on that kind of thing. You know, with TikTok, which is great. Everyone's got the comedy bug, and it's fantastic. This is exactly why I got into comedy was because it was literally one swipe up away. It's gone forever, right? The stakes are so low, but the gains are so high, right? It's just if it disappears, great. But if it goes well, you're fucking blowing up overnight. You're TikTok famous, right? But I can't. I just can't. I can't watch any of the... All right, um, animals of the Serengeti, get in here. Let's talk about uh, what we're going to be doing, uh, you know, uh, you know, that kind of, that kind of stuff. And, and look, it goes, you know, it's, I mean, it, it, is, it is part of every improv show. It has to be. It's part of the Herald, you know. It's part of the, 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 the you know, the, the group scene part of the, the, the improv show, the, the Herald, you know. I still don't know how to do one. I've seen about 20,000, but I still don't know exactly how to do one. From what I understand, they're quite difficult. But you'll always have a middle scene that will involve all of the characters, and normally the scene will be something like, you know, monsters, get in here. <laughs> Let's talk about, we're in, a, we're in a show to, you know, whatever. We need to come up with ideas about how to scare, you know. And I just, I, for whatever reason, those kind of, you know, can't stomach at the moment. Anyway, that's not what I'm talking about. This is, this, and so the height of comedy for me is a load of people just... Just Pete, Michal Martin saying, we got him. Hey, do you know this fucking virus? We got him. And I know that isn't very funny. Look, it isn't very funny. It isn't very funny, right? I just want moments. I just want moments. Anyway, that's not what we're here for. talking about. We're, the, uh, we're here. Because welcome to Written Mania. Now, listen, if you're thinking another fucking wrestling thing, right? Like, I haven't watched wrestling in about 10 years. And I'm, I need to be talking about it quite a lot. I am just so desperate to rekindle my youth. I am just on. I have so many responsibilities at the moment that my <laughs> that my greatest joy is talking about things. Like I spend about two hours a day looking up a Nintendo Wii, where I can get a Nintendo Wii, and that wasn't even that long ago. I was in college when the Nintendo Wii came out, but I was like, I need the if I just get the Nintendo Wii back, then everything will be fine. <laughs> Everything is fine. Like, everything is fine. I'm just tired. Do you know what I mean? Like, I am so... Brought the young fella in. Brought the young fella into the to the, the doctors today just for a checkup. He seems to be favoring one side of his neck. I said to Terry, 
I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> and then I realized that like that's not my standard for me has to be different now with the boy. You know what I mean? Like I'll permanently have I you know I I cut off part of my finger there last last week. Do you know what I mean? So I can't have he deserves better standards. I found myself saying that being can't be grand. Ah, he's just he's just leaning that way. <laughs> you know? And she's like, well, should I? Okay. And she she even said that to me. All right. Well, you can't. You know. If you want to fucking, if you you can live how you want to live, do you know what I mean? But I think we need to have a higher quality for our boy. Um, so we brought him in. He's been favoring because we have him in a little manger. It's not a manger, but because we have him in a little um, uh, thing, little bed beside our bed, right? His little bassinet. Um, his head turns to where we are. You know, we're on the left side of him, right? So when he's lying on his back, he's facing right, which is when you're looking at him, he'd be facing left. So he'd be his head would be that way. Because you can't you can't put them on their stomachs anymore because they might die. So you can't put a baby on their stomach because they might die. Alright? <laughs> There's like a baby, if you put it down, will either lie on one side or the other. One side means it'll die, and the other side means it can live. Although in when we were growing up, uh we were put on our bellies because we were told the other side we might die. You know? Also, I realized, right, babies only cry for four things, right? I know, no, hang on. I'll, I'll get on to that in a second. Um, so the osteopath, right? We brought him into this osteopath to see if there's nothing wrong with his neck, right? There's nothing fucking wrong with his neck. It's just he's looking where the TV is. If there's one corner where there's no TV, no, I'm not, I don't mean literally, but you know what I mean. There's one corner that has a TV in it, right? And then there's another corner that has fuck all in it, right? Where the TV so he looks on that side. So, like, you know, I sleep with my head one side, and when I wake up, i got a creak in my neck. But I can appreciate how he doesn't know that he has to be able to turn it the other way, and what might start off as just a little creak might mean that he, you know, something could fuse. I don't know how a baby's spine works, but Terry was dead, dead right to, to do something better. So I had to bring him in, because Terry was getting an appointment for herself, right? Check up for herself. I haven't had a baby only about two months ago. So I went in and put him down, and she was like, okay, so what's the issue? And I'm like, I put him, literally put him down on his back. And this motherfucker turns his fucking head to the left. Turns his head to the left. When you're looking down on him, he's turning right. But for him, it's his left. And the woman's like, what's wrong? And I was like, he doesn't, um, he can't seem to turn his head to the, to the left. And she goes, all right. Looks down at him. He's fucking conked out with his head mashed. Like he had never heard. It was practically turned around he was practically staring back over his left shoulder it was so far left yeah he seems to have a bit of a thing in his neck he can't seem to turn left and i didn't even want to go in the first place now i have to fucking sell this to the nurse yeah he can't seem to turn left and she goes all right looking at me being like this guy's a fucking lula this guy's lost it is this guy is this guy now putting his is this one of these lads who puts his own insecurities you know it's totally psychosomatic stuff being like my foot is sore doctor my foot is sore i don't know I just don't want attention. I wasn't hugged as a child. My foot is sore in the next day. My head is swelled, you know. My eyes are, you know, jagged, you know. Yeah, he can't seem to turn his head to the left. All right. Right. The only thing is he's doing I know he's doing it now. So what can you do for me? And she's like, why do I? Uh, all right. And she's like, you know, doing, oh, his neck's, you know, look, his neck seems fine. Yeah, just maybe keep an eye on it. Yeah, thanks very much. And when she left the room, and I know he can't understand me yet, 
I said, you fucking liar. And I said it out loud. I said, you fucked. You just fucking embarrassed me now. You embarrassed me now in front of a peer. <laughs> I'm a health professional as well. You embarrassed me in front of someone my age. Right? Nah, I didn't give a, I didn't give a shit. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be like... Because I tell you what. If I get rid of... The only, the only reason I would snap... I don't want to have this thing where all of a sudden a kid is able to do something at home normal. And then when we're outside... I'm like, stop that, you know, because I'm getting embarrassed, you know. I don't want this kind of holy show. And I get it now. I get it now. You know, you see, you're out there, you see the kid and they're crying. And you're like, oh, God. And everything goes through your head being like, I wonder if that parent would appreciate me, an adult, you know, saying, hey, stop that, you know, because they're not used to that. They're going out with a little bubble of their parent. And they think in that bubble, they're practically still at home, but they're not. You know, they're out in public. And you think, I wonder if the parent would appreciate me, a stranger, saying, hey, give it over there. You know, you know, the way they in the same way that that parent might use you as a prop when you're out anyway, being like, oh, that leak, you know, get out of that man's way, you know, or get out of that woman's way. Uh, that, now, hang on now. That woman might tell you off if you don't, you know, and they're using you Um as a, as a as a prop, essentially, they still they're still in that bubble. They haven't once said to you, "Excuse me, do you mind if I use you as a as a as a um, what would you call it? A reprimanding prop, <laughs> as a as a punishment prop for my child." Say that man's going to be very angry now if you don't, you know. So I, you know, but I'll tell you this: on the other side, if I go out and he's screaming, my only priority is is him. If he's going to scream, he's got to scream. Do you know what I mean? If he's got to scream or to get something out or if he's uncomfortable, the fact of the matter is this kid, for the most part, especially now as a newborn, has to, is guiding, is guiding us. This kid has, this kid screams for one of four reasons. It's hungry. It needs to have his nappy changed. Uh, it's uncomfortable or sore. Or the thing that you're currently doing with it is shy crack, which I was blown away by, right? The fact that the core fundamentals of a child, one of them is not being shy crack. Think about that now. They scream cry when 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 they're hungry, they're uncomfortable with their nappy, they're in physical pain, or it's shy crack. Think about how fundamental it is. It is as fundamental as eating and shitting for a human to not be around shy crack. Yet we are there at a bar at fucking last orders and there's someone fucking and another thing and I, and I was working and I couldn't fucking and this is in the boom times. You think in the boom times they would need a plumber, you know, and you're like, you just have to be like, excuse me, sorry. My fundamental rights as a human being are being violated by your shy talk. Do you know what I mean? It is that important. You see it now with the baby. When the baby, the baby is physically crying, and we're holding that in. We're like, this is such, it's like sitting in mass. This is so boring, I could cry. And we've trained ourselves over years to not weep at that. But we should. We fucking should. <laughs> so anyway, that's so don't, so don't, life is too short. And it is too affecting for, to, for, for shite, for shite crack, right? Do not let punishers uh, get in your head. Do not let fucking people. Don't even fucking sit. Don't and uh, like across the board. Like treat yourself. Look after yourself. 
Be surrounded by good things. Don't have anyone... If you have a friend and they only talk about Irvin shit, you know, let them know maybe. Say this is, is an equal pairing here. This is shite crack for me at the moment. I used to like how we were, <laughs> but this is shite crack for me. One of my fundamental basic human rights. One of my core four. The ability, like li- literally, literally in prison, you know, or the Geneva Convention, right? It is like, we have to give you food. They have to make sure you have access to a toilet. They have to not torture you or put you in an uncomfortable position. That's the other thing a baby cries for. If they're like in an uncomfortable situation where their neck is being propped up. And the other one is shite crack. So that's kind of what the prison system is, 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 is instilling that shite crack. So I'm just saying, right? I realize now with a baby, and that was a revelation for me. So like, I'm not having any more shite crack. Do you know what I mean? I'm not having any more shite crack. I'm not doing nothing that I don't want to do anymore. <laughs> not that I've not that I've had I have had the fucking easiest life in the world. I've had the easiest life in the world. I have literally fell in a fucking barrel full of tits, to quote uh the David Brand, right? So but even with that, I don't think there I don't think there has to be a fucking pay your dues, you know? Un- live uncomfortably. I used to do that. I used to very comfortably I remember when I was living in London, I would just I would feel like there was I I needed to do something hard to myself and I'd be like I'm going to get the I'm going to get the ferry even though it's the same price as getting the 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 flight because I feel like I need to kind of endure something. I feel like when I'm going back I need to have endured something because I'm doing fuck all, you know? So I have to like have a pilgrimage or something like that. And that's energy that could be better spent on a hike. Anyway, I'm just saying, right? Even though I have had a blessed life, an easy life, a mollycoddled life within an inch of my life. One of my basic human rights is shy crack. I'm not being around it anymore. All right? And that is me not doing things that I thought that someone thinks would be something that good I should do. <laughs> I don't know what I mean. Anyway. Anyway, sure. Now, look, that's not like a nice little interesting, uh, interesting intro. So, look, the next part of this episode is actually an episode that was previously behind a paywall. I'm releasing to you for free. Uh, this is from my Patreon podcast, the Bonus Cantwell Shit Show. If you don't know, I put out an extra podcast every single Friday uh, for patrons. It adds up to about four or five extra podcasts a month uh, for the equivalent of a fiver a month. Uh, and this is one I put out on Friday. I got a great response from it. I thought, you know what? I'm going to fucking put that behind the fucking page. Well, I'm going to get that out there. This is me coming up with a fake uh, wrestling history for myself based on a Patreon uh, question that asked me to do so. Uh, a chap called Sean Carey was like, here, do that. And I did it. Because that's what we do over on the Patreon. You tell me what to do and I make it. Um, so if you like what you hear, you can follow me over on the Patreon for an extra fiver. Not an extra. I'm not paying that now. But you, anyway, well, some of you are actually. And actually, you probably actually do feel skanked by this. But anyway, if you want to hear more podcasts, uh, I'll be back with a, a brand new episode next Tuesday. And of course, there's the Patreon ones on the Friday. But anyway, here, enjoy this. Revealed, unlocked from behind the paywall, bonus Cantwell shit show. All right. How are you getting on? I'm in a good mood today. I'm in a good mood today. I'm in. A, I'm actually in a good mood today. Um, I was moaning about stuff, right? I was moaning to Terry about something. We listened to... When I ask my Google, I say, Hey, Google. And I say, what's in the news? 
And the three news sources that it, that it gives me is um, RTE, the Evening Standard for some reason in London. I like to keep abreast of what's happening to my pals in London. And uh, the New York Times. I'm Michael Labara. It's a guy who can not really finish his sentences. It almost sounds like he's like, it's definitely a stylistic choice. But for me personally, bro, you sound like you're fucking stammering. You sound like you sound like you're you sound like you're trying to fight down the urge to combust into white hot red face embarrassment. Hi, I'm hi. You know that kind of. So well, uh, you know, I, 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 there's people who have to do that. You know, I know that's not what he, but he's doing it as, as a kind of stylistic choice. And for whatever reason, right? For whatever reason, I got fucking wound up, and I was like. Because they were chatting to someone in space. They were chatting to someone in space. And Michael Labara, I don't even know what his name is. That's just what I hear. You know, I've never seen it written down. He says, um, he says to a spaceman, they were like, this is the first time we've had a good connection to people in space. <laughs> he didn't say that because he's a journalist and I'm an idiot. He said something like, whatever. We had a good connect. We got a good broadband in space. Whatever he said, right? And so he's chatting to a spaceman. And the spaceman is up there in space. And it sounds really good. It's high, you know, high def audio. And he goes, "I have to ask you something. When can I ask you? Um, when you're up there in space, and you look down on our planet, what does that make you think about all of the turmoil that's been going on? Like, like." Like, I don't know what fucking irked me about that this morning. I was like, what a leading question. What a, what a obvious, and there's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing wrong with this. His voice just annoys me. When you look at the Earth, like an interview with a guy in space. Oh, and can I ask you a question? When you look at the Earth from space and you look at all the turmoil, what do you think? Like, he's looking for the soundbite, which is fucking, he wants a Carl Sagan. He wants the soundbite. Of a pale blue dot, he wants. When I look at the when I look at the Earth, um, and I see it without borders, and I see it floating in space, a dime a dozen, how insignificant we are, and how precious time is, <laughs> and how there are no differences from here. Like, that's what he's looking for. You can't just. You know, and so I was saying to Terry, that's a very leading question. And she said, what would you ask him? And I said, what kind of food do you eat in space? And she goes, fucking hell. I said, tell us about the space yogurt. What flavors do you have? You know? Like, you don't want to ask, all right, what would you ask a spaceman, right? You don't want to ask the obvious questions. You know, how do you poo? How do you pee-pee? How do you come? When you jack one way, do you end up pushing yourself into a wall? And then when you tug the other way, do you go smashing into the glass? That's what I'd ask them. Does your pro- is your propulsion and let and if you're a fucking woman, friggin' yourself, you'd be spinning in circles in zero g. Tell us about how you come up there. Do you get the ride? Do you ever just stare at Earth and have a big old tummy to fucking tank? I've never done it. I'm, I'm not going into that. I'm not going into that. I have a fascination with, if you could, if 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 geographical beauty 
could be an erotic stimuli. You know, staring at a staring at the sea on a tugboat, if you know what I mean. <laughs> this is gross. This is crass. But this is me. Hey, this hey, this is me. Just me. You know. Um. It would be interesting though, wanking in space. You know. Literally, literally. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, speaking of bloody Tommy the Tank, I'm here, not having a wank, but I'm here in the studs on my own. And yet again, the space bar is in the other room. I can't stop this. I couldn't stop this pot if I tried. I cannot be hitting that space bar. I cannot be hitting it, going back, re-editing, re-recording what I say. And I say a lot of mistakes. I say a lot of the wrong things. And I really appreciate people not calling me on it, you know. Like, I slagged Will I Am for not finishing sentences. Like, I, you know, bloody glass houses. You know? I'm going to be one of those guys who doesn't even say the thing. Because most people don't know the thing. I would say more people say pot, kettle, black than saying, what's the original one? That's like call, the pot calling the kettle black. You know? I can't even remember the one I just said now. Uh, yeah, glass houses. Well, you know what they say? Glass houses. People in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. What are you, in such a rush? Anyway, I'm not having a go. Yeah, I don't know what... Oh, yeah, this is what I was talking about. Yeah, it wound me up, this this guy, made, uh, giving a leading question to an astronaut. When you look at the... When you look at Earth, when you look at Earth, what is it... How does that reframe the turmoil for you? Like, come on. Like, come on, man. Give him a fucking... There's like a dozen... I look at it and I laugh. I think that's a lot of land and someone's got to get it. That's what I think. I look at that and I think, if only all of that was under Islamic law. That's what I think. I look at the earth and I think, that's a lot of land mass. If only, you know, it was under the the doctrine of Islam or whatever, or whatever it might be. Or if, I, oh, that's a lot of land mass. I wish it could just be pure, full of white people. Do you know what I mean? Imagine he said something like that, you know? Imagine just to counter... It's just a very big, you know, maybe he didn't want to be philosophical. Like, this is the thing. Like, and, and I'm not I'm not trying to be devil's advocate here, right? And I'm not trying to be, you know, anti-sentiment or anything like that. But what if he just wasn't in the mood to be sentimental? The key, the, the key thing here is I was not in the mood to hear anything sentimental this morning because I was tired. Because I stayed up playing The Last of Us until uh, 2 or 3. And I don't go to bed that late anymore. I'm a kind of a closeted night owl. Also, hang on. Um, I've gone back into the closet. I was out and fabulous for years. Um, and then I got, you know, a wife and a job, right? And then I had to, my beard, right? I was a, I'm was a closeted night owl, right? But also, this night owl thing, right? Like, what is a night owl? If you said, if someone said to you, what's a night owl? You'd just be like, oh, it's a, it's a, a night person. <laughs> It's someone who... Then why are you saying owl? Do you know what I mean? Why are you saying owl? <laughs> what if it's like, you know... And we just swapping in owl? For whatever... You got morning person. You don't even say, you know, early... Well, maybe an early bird. Yeah, maybe. Early... I'm an early bird. I'm a night owl. Why are we fucking birds? Why are we all birds? I'm a morning person. I'm an early person. 
I'm an I'm a night person. Do you know what I mean? Hey, <laughs> I don't. I know. Like, what if I was like, um, oh uh, yeah. Uh, what if I get a job in a post office? Uh, yeah, I'm a post owl. What's that? It's a like a postman. <laughs> why are you fucking? Why are you saying owl? Why are you adding owl? Because I know owls are nocturnal. I'm a Batman. What? I go to bed late at night. What? It's this fucking, you know, it's as mad, if you think about it. So I'm a closeted night person, right? Um, So I kind of, I feel like my circadian rhythm is still that, and I've been living a false, I've been living this closeted, um, fabulous, well, not even fabulous, I've listened to this, so occasionally the night, the night times that I do allow myself to be free, to be my authentic self, I go fucking wild. These are, you know, I honestly, <laughs> well, not really. I said up till two. It's not, it's not crazy, but I would, I would comfortably stay up until five, you know. Um, and I had it. I was playing The Last of Us, and it was beautiful. I tell you now, right? <laughs> like I love, obviously, you know, you know, I have a baby. You know, I have a baby. I bring up my baby a lot. I love my baby. Okay. Um, but like having that time. Where he's in there, I know he's in bed, and Terry's in bed, and I just was playing. And I tell you, a little cheeky, took out the old projector, took out my stage projector that I use for my stage shows. Very powerful machine, <laughs> and I put it up, and I was playing The Last of Us in fucking HD, and it was must have been eight foot wide screen. Now that that is a fucking that is a that is a vista. I could have a little fucking Tommy the Tank to for sure. I didn't, of course. Um, I'll maybe talk about it in a future rep. I want to talk about everything. I got the studs now. I got the studs. I am here live from the podcast studios. Fucking raw today. Um, I'm not going into the podcast yet. This is what I was getting at. Actually, do you know what? Let's go into the podcast and then I'll, you know, I've, I've, I've dilly daddy. I've diddy daddied enough uh, here. Welcome. What? This is clumsy. This is clumsy as fuck. Well, <laughs> But I can't edit this. I edit it. Eh? I don't know. I can wear my manners over the wall picking up shite. Guys, thank you very much. I forget who I'm talking to here. You. The, the one that I want. You are the one I want. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Tony. <laughs> so thank you very much. You. You. You specifically. You life changer. My employer. My big cuddly. Androgynous. Or maybe hyper male or hyper female, whatever you want to be, however you identify, cuddly bear who buys me a pint every single month for me to be able to do this, to talk about having a shit, to talk about getting fed up with spacemen, to talk about, um, I haven't even gone into, I was going to talk about Thomas the Tank Engine because I, I was talking about, I was thinking about Tommy the Tank. Look, w this is an app, this is, this is a pure fucking raw Talking shite app of the bonus Cantwell shit show. I love you. It's Tony Cantwell shit show. And I know, and I know, and I know, and I know that the show is Tony Cantwell shit show. And I know, yeah. Ah, lovely stuff there from Tristan Carroll, the official music man. I come from far away. What do you play? Um, 
Hey, Tristan, I didn't know I'd be mentioning you this much on the pod, but there you go. Thank you very much for contributing that theme song to the Bonus Camel uh, Shit Show. Um, so look, we're doing this. I'm having a bit of fun today, guys. I'm having a bit of fun. As I said, I'm in a good mood. Almost had it trumped by a dump. And I'm not talking about fucking Tommy Pickles in the fucking playhouse. Fucking stew pickles more like here in the studio, here on my own, having a fucking Tommy the Tank. <laughs> Man, I can't keep up with the shite that I'm saying. Um, but I had to do, you, do you ever have that where you do a poo? And this is coming from a guy. Listen, I'm not, this is not all poo poo pee pee. Now, I did have an episode, obviously, a couple of weeks ago where I, I ranked all of the body fluids in what order I would like them on my leg. I don't want them on my leg. <laughs> I don't fucking want them on my leg. But, you know, in terms of what we, which one would be the worst to have, which is gulliers, and which one wouldn't be that bad, which I think was, which I think was P. So, um, and, um, where am I going to, so, I think I've actually probably changed that now, having had most of them, um, you know, with, with, with the boy, you know, Pooh's not that bad, Pooh's not that bad. I found myself changing them, right, and thinking to myself, and I was like, because it was changing his little vest. And like, it's just, yes, you know, you get the odd little leakage, right? And it, all it is is, all it is is breast milk, right? All it is, all it is, look, I'm not, you know, what, well, I'll fuck it, yeah. all it is is breast milk, right? So it's not bad, you know? And it's barely had time to sit in his little tiny fucking pea stomach. Do you know what I mean? Just poo, right? So I was changing him and his vest, his vest, there was like a speckle, right? A speckle of brown. And, you know, it's a laborious enough thing changing a, a newborn baby, right? But there's a speckle of brown. And I thought to myself, hmm, like, that's not that much shit. And I was like, I can't believe I'm fucking saying that to myself. Like, two months ago, any shit, any shit would have been too much shit. Now, it's not that much shit, you know? That's the sort of, that's how your fucking standards just fucking deplete, you know? Everything, cha- everything, cha- everything changed after dirty and having a, a baby. Um, but I had a poo and, um, and, and honestly, like it almost, I felt ruined. It almost ruined the day. I was like, I feel so much worse. I feel like I have to shit more. I did a big poo and I I feel like I have to shit more. I had a small urge and then, and then I had to, and then because of the toilets here and sorry, Al, the head of the podcast studios, if you're listening to this, right, you're not patron piece of shit no but you know i'm probably not listening to this but yeah i blocked the toilet for a little while for a little while this is a guy i'm a guy who's i've look i've blocked toilets i have blocked toilets on more than half of the continents there are i blocked a toilet in america i blocked a toilet in asia i blocked many toilets in europe i blocked um i've not been to south america um and the rest <laughs> i haven't blocked a, i haven't blocked any african toilets but i know i definitely could I know I could. Um so so I so I had so I had so this is gross, this is gross. But I'm gonna finish. Um I I did the poo and I felt bad about it. Not bad because I was like guilty about it, I just felt worse. And then I had to fucking stand by it, waiting for the cistern to fill up, guarding it like it was a fucking queen in there. Not that I fucking would, not that I ever fucking not that I ever would. Not that I ever guard and the queen's in. Um, but literally, you, you know, you, you're standing there guarding a poo. Like, it's insane. Have you ever done that? You've done a poo, hasn't gone down, and you're standing there guarding a poo. Think about what you're doing. Anyway, we're not talking about that. I tell you, I used to fucking love 
Thomas the Tank Engine. Why? Why? Ah, ah, it's a train! Ah, yes! Like, it will come on, like, do, 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 like, yes! Yes! It's a train with a face on it! Ah! And, like, I couldn't tell, you know, it looked like shit. I didn't know it was one of the Beals. I'd have known that now, you know? And Thomas the Tank... I don't do Ringo. Peace and love. Peace and love. Um, it's a train with a fucking face on it. And you know what? He's fucking ugly as well. Thomas is fucking ugly. He's an ugly tank engine. And also, hey, guys. Hey. Hey, uh, fucking... If you're going to... Ch- I tell you what. If you're going to change the name of the fat controller in Thomas the Tank Engine to Mr. Top Hat Man, why don't you change the name of fucking tank engine to train? Thomas the Train. This is a hill I will die on. Change the name to Thomas the Train. Change the name to Thomas the Train. Change the name to Thomas the Train. <laughs> I'm going to be outside bloody... I don't know who'd make Thomas the Tank Engine. Thomas the Train. What is a tank engine? You know what I mean? But he's ugly. He's ugly, is Thomas the Tank Engine, right? And you know what I was thinking there, right? They brought in a few... A few good-looking... Hang on, let's have a look. Talk amongst yourselves there for a second. Thomas the Tank Engine friends, right? What are the name of the other ones? You got Percy. I mean, they all look the same. All you train people look the same to me. All you fucking train people. All you grey-faced... All you grey faces look the same to me. They're ugly. And they all have grey faces. Like They're so ugly. Anyway, they brought in some new... Um, <laughs> sorry, I see you're not looking at my screen here. What's the name of his friends? Um, Thomas and Friends. What, what's the name of... What are the name of the friends? Characters, right? You got... And now they're fault of calling them fucking railway engines. What's a tank then? Edward, Henry, Gordon, James, Percy, Toby. Emily is maybe the only. And then they, what? They brought in Emily, Nia, and Rebecca. Um... Emily the tank engine. Like they all look stupid. They're all the same. They're not like like the turtles, whatever, they they have different personalities. You know, cool but rude, party dude, does machines, leads. You know, they have different personalities. It isn't just about the colour. It isn't just about the colour that they wear. That's just that helps you differentiate them. All of these are the same. Well maybe they're not. I haven't seen it in a while. But they brought in a, cu- a couple of new browsers, right? The new Thomas and Friends. Friends characters. Um and what did they do? Guess what? Guess what I'm a fucking sucker for. Guess just if you had to if you had to imagine what the new Thomas the Tank Engine ladies that I would fancy look like. Just guess. Big L head. Eyelashes coming out the wazoo. Like literally you could draw if you if the Nirvana smiley had eyelashes and then a little kind of oval thing to make it look like there was lips, a lipstick, I try and fuck it. I try and fuck it. I'm such I'm so dumb. I'm so dumb for glamour. You know, so they brought in these new Thomas the Tank Engine friends, and I fancied them. And I fancied them. <laughs> so I will say this, right? If you're ever, <clears throat> and I'm not having to go, or I'm not having to go, okay? But if they ever need to bring in uh, a new Thomas friend, right, to kind of demonstrate to the kids, um, to kind of be a spokesperson for the kids uh, who have uh, learning difficulties. Uh, I recommend they bring in the fucking dart. I reckon put the dart in there next to Thomas. Oh, yeah, 50, five minutes. Oh, I meant 15 minutes. That's okay. That's okay. 
that's fine. I get I get fifteen minutes and five minutes and due wrong all the time. That's okay, <laughs> you know. Bring in the fucking dart and don't even give him a face. There's there's Tommy, Thomas, Percy, and Dart, and you know. And you know what? I think if they did do that, I'd have a bit more sympathy for 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 the dart. When in reality, like, how are you late? How are you late? What traffic? Fucking traffic, was it? Anyway, I don't like getting. I don't like the dart. I don't like the dart. Liars. And where are you supposed to put your feet then? In your fucking mouth. <laughs> People having the feet on the seat. Guess what? Everything's fucking dirty. And shoes are dirty. Not that I'm putting my feet way up. But if I have my the top of my foot up on the plastic bit. And you're an alfala. <laughs> you're an alfala. You're probably going to let me hear it. You're probably going to let me hear about it. You're going to lay into me about it. Well, guess what? I'm not putting it on the fabric. Look, if I have my foot on the plastic bit, that's not bad. That's not bad. Everything's dirty. Everything is dirty. That's why you don't that's why I'm not sitting on it with my fucking bare arse. I'm sitting on it with jeans to stop the dirt getting on my skin, right? Everything's dirty. Anyway, I want to talk about um I was I was recommended a question by Mr. Sean Carey. Will I stand up actually? I might fucking stand up. I'm going to I'm standing up now. I can do this in the stews. I can do whatever I want. Do 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 do. Um, I was recommended by Sean Carey. Uh, he gave a question on this, the beloved Patreon, and suggested uh, a kind of a kind of alternate history if I was a wrestler, right? And this is not going to be a whole wrestling podcast. Look, I'm not. You know, this is not an entire wrestling pod. Don't you worry about that. Um, don't need to know much about wrestling to be interested in this. This is kind of me painting a picture as if I got into wrestling and this would be the kind of trajectory that I would take, right? Now, he suggested just the kind of... Sean suggested, if you were a wrestler, what would your gimmick be? Um, You know, what would your name be? What would your uh, entrance music be? Who would be your main rivalry? What would be your finishing move, right? I'm going to go one better and I'm going to try and paint a picture for an alternate history where I become a wrestler, right? Imagine this was like the ideal game, right? And I got to play this, and this was the kind of career mode of the game, right? So I imagine, I know myself, right? I know that I could go into a a wrestling organization with the best intentions. I could go in there and say, I am going to be fucking litter box with three X's, same as my stripper persona. As you know, this is an Andrew Lloyd Andrew Lloyd. An Andrew Lloyd Webber cat who wears uh, chaps, um, red chaps. Basically, if an Andrew Lloyd Webber cat dressed like Shawn Michaels does when he comes out of his entrance, that that's me. That's what I want to be. Like that's just the that's just the core me. That like you want to talk about closet night person. This is who I really am. I really feel like this is my genuine self. This this Andrew Lloyd Webber cat, Shawn Michaels hybrid litter box with three X's. That's what I want. That's Everything else is a distraction. Like, this is just, you know, until I get to do that in my, you know, VR world, me running around on the Serengeti with a bunch of Nalas, and I'm litter box. All right? Um, so that's the, what I would like to excel to be if I was even doing, you know, a kind of wrestling thing. But I know that if I went into a wrestling organization, like, this is, this is how, this is how I, this is how I, um, 
this is why I don't necessarily know if I'd be a very good director, right, or for, for movies, because I'd go in there and someone would suggest something. I'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, great, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I'd leave and I'd text them being like, no, I think we should do something different. Like, I'm not very good at, I'm not very good at getting my ideas across, right? I'm not very good. I'm like, yeah, okay, sure, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, I never really thought of um, doing kind of, you know, left the immersion on kind of jokes. Yeah, I suppose we can rewrite the film to be if we left the immersion on and we have to get back to turn the immersion on. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. Great. Cool. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just get more high pitched and more nervous. Um, so I know if I went to a wrestling organization and I was like, look, this is what I want to be, that they would probably be like, we want you to be the postman. We want you to be the post owl, right? Who, who has a letter? Who has a letter? Who, you know? I'm like, okay, great. Well, great. So in an alternate reality, I can imagine, I'm going to try and factor that in, right? Where I become a wrestler. And what would be the easiest, because I want to be a wrestler in the Attitude Era. I want to be a wrestler in the core era where all the greats were there. You had your Shawn Michaels. You even had the end of, kind of the end of your, Hulk Hogan goes off to WCW. Macho Man's over there. You have the rise of Stone Cold Steve Austin. You have the rise of uh, Triple H and Degeneration X. The rise of Rocky Maivia, the nation to become The Rock. Mick Foley, Mankind coming over from ECW, WCW. These are my favorite. I mean, they're everyone's. They are the most iconic time in wrestling history. And the probably, the you know, apart from Hulk Hogan because of Hulkamania, although I think people listening to this might be a bit more familiar with Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, or The Undertaker. You know, Undertaker kind of was had the whole arc, right? So I'm trying to put myself in that situation. So in that case, I probably, I'm going to try and give you the full bio of me, a wrestler, trying to get into the WWE, right? I reckon that if I was a wrestler trying to get into WWE, I couldn't do what wrestlers do now, like our Irish wrestlers that we have now, um, like Becky Lynch and Finn Balor and Sheamus, our Irish wrestlers. It's fuck. <laughs> I get so excited. I just genuinely get so excited because I know how much Irish people love wrestling. Like, they love wrestling. Like, I remember always seeing uh, WrestleMania and they'd have the kind of uh, all-access WrestleMania and you'd see some, well, you know, I just came here. It's me. I fucking love The Undertaker, boy. You fucking love him, man. I fucking love him, man. You can choke slam me the fucking cunt. I love the guy, you know? Um... Well, we came here now, you fucking, we couldn't believe it. Stone Cold Steve Austin, I love him. You know, you'd always just see these heads, right, in, um, you know, to camera. And I'm like, Jesus. And you'd always hear Olays and stuff from WrestleMania, and it was all very proud. And then you have, like, when I was following wrestling, we didn't really have many Irish wrestlers. You had Finlay and stuff like that, but he was more WCW. And then you have, but now, like, we've seen Sheamus fucking blow up. But at the same time, you had Finn Balor, who had done the kind of Japanese wrestling thing, and then obviously Becky Lynch headlining a WrestleMania, the man, right? So they would have gone the route. There's a college, I think there's a wrestling college in Bray, set up actually, funnily enough, by Finn Balor, that a lot of Irish wrestlers have gone through. If I was an attitude era wrestler, I don't think those facilities would be available for me. So what I'd have to do is I'd probably have to go to Blackpool. Blackpool as well. Just one of those, like, Wrestling hotspots, for whatever reason. I think it's the history of wrestling as a kind of uh, carnival, you know, thing. It's kind of like, let's go see the wrestlers, the strong man. You know, that's all part of the kind of Blackpool pier. That's from my vague understanding of why it might have started there. Because um, I know that Regal, Steve Regal, William Regal, 
uh, the wrestler, he used to start in Blackpool Wrestling, and his whole gimmick, well, it wasn't a gimmick, but he used to start by, um, from my understanding, is that it used to be like, if you can out-wrestle or pin the wrestler, and he was like a young guy, and like he would wrestle um, just members of the public, right? So I know I'd probably go, right, I want to be a wrestler, where do I be a wrestler, right? Let's imagine this, right, I'm 18. An alternate history where I'm 18 for the Attitude Era. I see the, I see what's happening. I see, actually, no, this is, I want, I want to be able to catch the Attitude Era at the right time, right? So I see, like, the Ultimate Warrior, who I loved. So I see the Ultimate Warrior, I'm like, I want to be that guy. I want to be the Ultimate Warrior. I want to be a wrestler like that. Turns out, as it, as it turns out, the Ultimate Warrior uh, is, like, or was, rather, two horrible things, really. One is a fucking despicable homophobe like to the point of like going from school to school to speak ill of gay people i think he was in some sort of government position i don't know what it was whether it was a mayor or whatever easily accessible political status you can get in america from being the ultimate warrior and literally his name is warrior but i don't i don't remember he could even just been a spokesman for an organization like a you know uh renewa equivalent over in the states um and as well as that he was a shit wrestler he was a shit wrestler he, he, I've talked about this in the pond before. He used to jump up out of moves. He wouldn't let, let you pin him. He would also just like hurt people. You know, that's what happens with these big guys. They come in like Goldberg. Apparently he's a shit wrestler. I just love the whole, he's fucking sprinting out. He's sprinting out with a crowd at a fucking full pelt and all the colors because I'm dumb. So I saw him and I loved him. So in this alternate reality, I'm obsessed with that kind of era of wrestling. So I go to Blackpool to kind of cut my teeth as a wrestler. So I go in there. I'm like, I want to be a wrestler. So look, I know that when I go into Blackpool, right? I'm going to go in with the best intentions. I'm going to be like, look, hey, I want to be. I'll be like, hey, uh, this is my. I've, I've gone through the wrestling college, right? This is my first big gig, right? They look at me. They see that I'm hot, right? They see that I'm cute. See I have nice hair. And they're like, right, this is early 90s in Blackpool. They're like, right. Um, and I say, all right, so how are you doing, boss man? Right, I got, I got a gimmick for you, right? Have you ever seen Andrew Lloyd Webber's cats? And they go, I'm going to stop you right there, right? I'm going to stop you. What's selling for us right now, you're going to be a heel. That means a bad guy. You're going to be a heel. And I think what's going to work, you're Irish, right? Is if you are an Irish terrorist in the IRA. And I would just be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so a, ter- a terrorist. So I'm here. Okay. Okay. So when people look at me, they're going to think an Irish terrorist. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, because that's what happens. You know, you have, you know, there was, um, th- who was the guy who was, Pretty much like in ISIS, there was this whole thing, this guy, I don't remember his name, but he was like this um, kind of a Muslim terrorist gimmick, right? He, um, I don't even remember the event. I, th- I think he tried to behead someone or something like that when that was part of the gimmick. And that's when the same 7-7 bombings happened in London. And they fucking fired him, even though he was like an Egyptian guy who had been given this kind of like uh, Afghani gimmick. I think, I'm, I'm, I'm you know wrestling historians will, will know the full thing. And the fucking cowards in the WWE sacked him, even though they gave him everything. Like, fucking poor guy. Do you know what I mean? Like, to 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 totally sell, you know, an entire... Anyway, I'm fucking down. So, this is, what, this is what happens. They need a gimmick. There's always, like, the Russians against the Americans. There is, you know... Uh, you know, whoever it might be. It's always... It's always... Whatever the gimmick is at the time, right? So, in this situation... They're going to be like, right, you want you to be an Irish terrorist. But I think, you know what? I can maybe work this out. I'm not going to go full terrorist. I reckon that the things that I say anyway might come across as offensively, uh, you know, offensively bad enough that they might think, Jesus Christ, this guy is a terrorist, right? And I'm not going to do anything crazy. So I think of the gimmick. This is already a gimmick I thought ahead of time, right? 
Irish Republican Bobby Slams, right? I'm Bobby Slams. And I come out, right? And the whole thing is I'm calling I'm calling bomb threats leading up. I'm like, unless that English champion lays down his title, giving it to me for the opportunity so I can represent my country and get my counties back, right? This is the whole this is not me, right? This is just how I can maybe make this work. Uh, as the gimmick, right? And so ahead of the time they've been like, We've got a lot of bomb threats. Uh, the the perpetrator says he's going to be here tonight. He wants Carl Chathsworth's English title. And he says he's coming here to take it. And there's all, like, you know, guards down by the ring, checking underneath the ring with, like, mirrors, making sure there's no bombs under there, right? And Carl Chathsworth comes out being like, I will not be intimidated by a bloody paddy who... Uh, uh, who is that? Come out, you coward! Who is it? And I'm there in a fucking Titantron, holding a fucking flag, the tricolor. My foot going like Bono. My knee, doom, doom, doom. And I'm like, I'm here to fucking rewrite history. And I throw all the gimmicks. I'm Brits out. Six plus 26 equals one. You do not know your history. You do not know what you've done to my country. 800 years. And payback starts fucking now. Tonight, do, 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 and we were like, boo, because it's Blackpool, you know, boo, boo. So anyway, my moves will include things like, um, so like, a kind of, um, you know, the rocks, kind of like, ba, ba, the slaps, ba, 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 and then one big fucking smack at the end. I'll have that, right? I'll have that, and I'm gonna call that the hunger strike, like, ba, 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 ba. Um, maybe 32 punches from the turnbuckle would be another one for the counties. Uh, I have another one which would be um, just fucking booting them up the hole. Dirty protest. Boof! Up the fucking... Ow! And, the way, and, and the, you know, my opponent sells it really well by jumping up. Like, oh! <laughs> you know? He's got it! Like, like, I have the leg shaking. Like the super kick, like Shawn Michaels, and then I run a fucking boot him up the hole, like ah, dirty protest, and I boot him up in the hole, and he jumps up and lands flat on his back, and that's where I pin, right? So I rise through the ranks of Blackpool's premier, um, premier, uh, whatever fucking wrestling organization, right? As Bobby Slams, Bobby Slams, the Irish Republican, right? He's here, he's always here, just to kind of. The terrorism thing kind of falls by the wayside. As I start to get over, right, I come out originally, you know, pretty pretty white hot because it's pretty antagonistic stuff, right? I'm laying into the queen all the time. I'm laying into all the swans she have. I'm always like, shove our fucking swans up your fucking arse. Full of, show fucking swans up your arse. And I say that to people. Um, you know, I... You know, they're maybe trying to, you know, they maybe. Yeah, like, I, I don't do the fucking balaclava shit, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just proper trying to, you know, just like, I want representation in this country, or whatever, you know, whatever. You know, <laughs> you know. You know I'm, not, I'm not a fucking Bobby Sands expert, you know what I mean? I'm not a Bobby Sands expert, but, you know, I kind of just, I give him the kind of Brits out, you know. Um, and then as I start to get over, right, all the um, all the, the chant starts going, it's like, Bobby, slam it, Bobby! Bobby, slabby, Bobby. Ha! And people are loving that, right? So I, I, 
I win. I become a champion in Blackpool, right? Bobby Slams, the Irish Republican, has become champion of the Blackpool. I start to get poached by New Japan. New Japan start coming in, right? New Japan come in. New Japan is... When you get into wrestling, like into, into wrestling, you got to look at Japan. I am only on the fucking crust, the outer crust of knowledge of what New Japan do. You know, I still find it amazing that so many Irish wrestlers did the proper Japanese wrestling. And Japanese wrestling is crazy. Japanese wrestling is less of the, all of the storytelling is done off the mic. Most of it for the most part, right? It's mostly done in the ring. You see it kind of happen. The soap opera is there. The bumps are harder. That's when you land on the ground and you get hit. You know, there are more extreme matches. There was like crazy, these old Japanese death matches. Mick Foley and Terry Funk had all these crazy matches where like there was landmines in the fucking ring, you know, barbed wire ropes and all this stuff. So Japan's, Japan is where you cut your teeth and like and, and obviously the Japanese, right? Like the Japanese will fucking fold an, a Uniqlo shirt, you know, to the level of a fucking, like there's a level of, there's a level of perfection to everything. You go and you buy chicken fillet in Lawson's in Tokyo, they'll fold up the bag and hand you your cash in the exact same fucking methodical movement. I remember ordering tra- train tickets, and this lady had a key- keyboard on her screen, right? Keyboard on her, on her on her computer, and there was keys where normal keys would be on, on you know, say it was the laptop, obviously you get the keys and you have the screen in front of you. There was keys up, going, up, coming up the side, the right-hand side of the screen, and she was booking... She literally booked like 32 different trains in about two minutes doing all this stuff, right? There's level of expertise. So the same kind of perfection that you get with your Jiro's and you get with your sushi and all that applies to the wrestling as well. And there are some spectacular matches. So I take this opportunity and I'm going out and the whole Republican thing isn't kind of selling that much. And I'm having to learn a bit more about how to be a proper wrestler. Bobby Slams, right? So so I'm cutting my teeth in New Japan, you know, I'm kind of selling it. I'm working the crowd a bit better. The gimmick is still there. I'm walking out with a tricolor, but they're loving it. They're just loving it. They're, it's not even. It's just like this guy fucking loves Ireland. You know, I kind of drop the anti-English kind of stuff. You know, I throw a little bit in that throw every, every now and then, and then eventually cut my teeth in New Japan, and then and this is early '90s, by the way, right? This is when like Chris Jericho would have been doing this stuff. This is when it was like the fucking Badlands. So I have a wild time in Japan, right? This is like the wild, wild west of of wrestling then, and then. It's fucking WWF come calling. WWF come calling. And I'm like, this is this is it. This is what I've been after. So by the time WWF come after me, right? This is after, this has been maybe five years after, you know, Hulk Hogan's gone. You know, it's a WCW. We're kind of in the thick part of the Attitude Era. The Rock is still on the rise. He is not, he's still like an intercontinental kind of champ, right? You have... Stone Cold, probably champ at the time. He'd be kind of fairly dominant in that, you know, having won Royal Rumbles going on to Mania. And they bring me in, right? And they say, look, we're impressed with you. But we don't want to do this whole gimmick thing. I'm like, right, thank God. And I say, I got a new gimmick for you. And wait till you hear this. I thought of this gimmick, right? I'm talking to you, the listener. I'm not talking to Vince right now, right? This is not the Andrew Lloyd Webber cat. My gimmick, I'm still keeping the name Bobby Slams. But I'm shorting it down to Bobby Slam. And I'm taking on the new moniker in the WWF. As super fan Bobby Slam. Now let me explain what that is, right? As the, as the Attitude Era is rising, right, and the Monday Night Wars are trying to compete, WWF are trying to compete with WCW for ratings, right? This whole kind of fan culture and this kind of the 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 relationship with the with the brand and the fan. 
becomes a lot more important, okay? They're trying to do a lot more to do this. So I come to them and I'm like, right, I want to be a fan. I want to be the fan who is sitting in the crowd who gets up and just decides he wants to be a wrestler, right? That's how I'm going to start. I'm going to be a fan in the crowd. And the whole gimmick is I'm going to be a guy who has watched these tapes religiously. I have watched everything Triple H has ever done. I know his movements because I'm a super fan. I also am quite brutal and ruthless. And I might just fucking push someone off a Titantron because I want to see it. I want to see someone fall off the hell in the cell. I want to see people hurt. Like, and I'll tell you how I interfere, right? And this is kind of to do with the culture of WWF at the time where the fans just wanted more. When Mick Foley was thrown off the hell in the cell, and he fucking flew through the air. They never topped that. They did some crazy high-flying stuff with, you know, the TLC matches and stuff like that. But they never topped it. And that was felt. I remember always feeling I wanted to see something more. And that's a dangerous thing, you know, to see that. And they, they were probably dead right to kind of quell some of that. And the chair shots and stuff like that for the concussions that the lads were, you know, the, the wrestlers were getting. But there was a fan culture they wanted to see more. That's why ECW was kind of doing well because you could kind of see all the craziest stuff there, you know. Backyard wrestling, juggalo wrestling and all that stuff, right? Um, and all this kind of backyard stuff that was doing people that's fucking stapling themselves and barbed wire matches and everything like that because the fans wanted more blood. So as well as me being a kind of hardcore guy where I just want to see it, like I'm a super fan. That's the whole thing. Like I get into the ring and I could be chatting to Triple H and I'm like, I can't believe I'm here. And like I have this wide-eyed grin, like this psychotic wide-eyed grin. And as he tries to strike me, I dodge out of the way because I've seen all his moves. I've watched every video. I'm a super fan. Super fan Bobby Slams. And then I do the pedigree on him. I do all the moves on the wrestlers because I've watched the videos and I know their moves. And that's the whole thing. But as well as that, this is how I think I, I introduce myself. And I think this is a fucking white-hot gimmick, right? If they did this in wrestling now where it's just a guy... Maybe he looks like Kevin Owens or something like that or, you know, or just one of the more, you know, what's his name? I don't know. I don't know how these fucking new wrestlers are, right? But say if it's just, you know, doesn't really necessarily look like a wrestler, just kind of looks like a bit of a big guy, you know, a bit of a wider guy. Gets out of the crowd, starts interfering in matches. So the first time is when, like, say, Triple H and The Rock are having, like, a ladder match and they get up and it's real, you know, when they have one of those really high ladders. And all of a sudden, I just get out from the crowd. They see this guy. He's got a big fucking wide-eyed grin. He's wearing a wrestling t-shirt. says Attitude on it, right? Literally looks like he's getting out of the crowd. And Jared's like, what's this guy? What's this guy doing? Where's security? Where's the fucking guy? And then I walk up to the fucking ring. They're up at the top of the ladder. And I just fucking push the ladder. And I just push the ladder and boat with him fall off. And I'm have this wide-eyed, psychotic grin. Because I'm just like, I can't believe what I'm seeing. This is great. Like, this, this is brilliant. I can't believe it. Like, this is this whole, the whole gimmick. Everybody, he just wants to see everything. He just, it's, this is brilliant. I wonder what would happen if this happened. Like this kind of detachment, like what he's seen in in front of him is like what's on TV, but this is real life, right? So that's how it starts. I start appearing as Bobby Slam, right? Oh my God, is that guy Bobby Slam again? You know, it's like Mae Young's on, Mae Young is on the fucking Titantron walking down. I just push her off onto a table, you know? It starts happening with that where I'm, I'm getting people kind of involved in accidents and I'm just kind of watching like with a big fucking wide-eyed, big smiley grin. Super fan. Bobby slams, strikes again, until eventually I start interfering in matches, and that's when you kind of see me being able to kind of like dodge out of the way. I run into the ring, and I give Stone Cold a stunner, and I'm just like fucking just stirring shit up. I'm stirring shit up with everyone. Although, I think that's maybe too ambitious. Maybe I'm just starting stuff with uh, Triple H. Maybe I'm starting stuff with, like, uh, with DX or something like that, or The Nation or something. No, they'd be kind of further along. So every time I come out, my whole thing is, and guys, 
I'm just a big fan. You know? Guys, I'm sorry about that. You know, like, so I could have, like, taken out DX, just fucking smashed a car into them right backstage, right? And, um, and taken them all out. Because I just want to, I just want to see blood. Like, I'm the fan. Like, I'm just one of you, you know. And then I come out to the ring, and I'm talking about it, being like, see the way X-Pac flew over my windshield there? Guys, I just wanted to see it, you know? I'm just a big fan. And that's when everyone's like, just a big fan, you know? And occasionally when I'm doing really good, like, you know, dodging out of the way of certain moves and, like, you know, mimicking, you know, rock bottom or, you know, a, a fame asser. Because I'm taking out DX. That's what happens. I start taking out DX, right? I start becoming fucking more white hot than DX. I'm giving, like, um, you know, Road Dog Jesse James a pump handle slam, right? I'm giving Billy Gunn a fame asser. And it's looking good. Like, I'm doing the moves. I'm doing them expertly, crafted. And occasionally you'll see people in the background kind of heralding back to the old Blackpool days and you hear like a chant coming, Bobby, slammy, Bobby. And you'll see me smile, cracked, cracked. Right? Because I really, you guys remember, you guys remember that I used to be Irish Republican Bobby Slams. So I'm working my way out. I'm, I'm working my way up. I'm taking out people. This is big. This is ambitious. If I got to do it, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm, I'm coming in fucking white hot like Stone Cold. Right? And I'm like, this guy's great. This guy's like the fan. But then, what happens is I start, Vince starts getting involved. And I'll tell you why Vince starts getting involved. This is, I know I'm stealing Steve Austin's trajectory, right? I start, Vince starts getting involved when Bobby slams. Super fan Bobby slam, rather. I start revealing all the kind of kayfabe information, right? When I start revealing, like, you know, personal information, I start referring to, you know, Steve Austin as Steve Williams, his real name. I start referring to The Rock as Dwayne Johnson. I start saying, well, I'm just hoping that I get a title shot before Dwayne Johnson's contract is up in about six months and he's going to do the Scorpion King. They're like, shut the fuck up. What are you doing? And like all the wrestlers. And this is part of the, it's, you know, it's not a shoot. It's not real. It's still part of the kind of gimmick. But the whole gimmick is I'm revealing like fake information. And that's when Vince is like, we got to get rid of this guy. We got to get rid of this guy. So they're putting me in like handicap matches. I'm against like three lads. I'm against Kane. I'm against The Undertaker and The Big Show. And guess what? I fucking choke slammed a big show. <laughs> because it's a video game for me in my mind, right? And they're like, how is he doing it? He can literally, obviously, you know, he's selling it. Big show's jumping up and letting me slam him. He's a, I feel like I'm, I feel like, is this now me like I'm talking about a dream? And you're like, what the fuck is, you know? Because uh, I'm really engaged in this, but I feel like this is the kind of disconnect that you have when you're talking, like I talk, said before in the podcast, when you're talking about a dream, right? Oh, and most importantly, right? Most importantly, and as well as that, I've kind of lost. So, you know, my whole my whole catchphrase is, I'm just a big fan. Right? And this, my new theme song is Why Control by Yeah, Yeah, Yes. I always thought this, that sound, sounds like it's looking for something. Imagine that's going off. That's... And I'm coming in from the crowd. I get it from my seat. I'm in the seat. This is the whole thing. And I'm also... Hang on. Listen to this, Johnny. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Where is he? Where is he in the arena? You just see me, like, getting up out of my seat, sauntering down. Slowly. Walking slowly down. Eating popcorn. Because I was watching them. I was watching. That's the whole thing. That's the thing. I watch the matches. I'm there the whole time. I'm never backstage. That's the whole thing. That's part of the gimmick. Um, so I have a rivalry with Triple H. Um, 
and it culminates in WrestleMania. I mean, obviously, look, I can't be winning the whole time. I mean, i got to think about this realistically. There's got to be moments where DX beat the shit out of me, where maybe the, the DX and the nation or whoever it is is kind of like a, a massive handicap match and they kick the shit out of me, you know? No, this is what happens, right? This is what happens. There's a ma- massive battle royale, right? And they're like, I'm against like 20 of the best, right? And they fucking smash me and they fucking slam me through tables and they're fucking smashing me up, right? And they're like, that's got to be the end. And the next week, Triple H comes out and he's like, Bobby Slam, super fan. You know, you come out here, you don't respect our business. By saying, you say you're one of the fans, but you're taken away from them. These people work hard, but we showed you last week what happens when you disrespect us, you disrespect this for this, this sport. And wow. Like, how? How is he alive? How is he alive? We just saw him get smashed in. I'm just a big fan. Coming down to the time tron, and Triple H's like, what? 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 How is he alive? Right. The music cut. And then he's like, Triple H's like, how are you alive? And then I get on the mic and I say, wrestling's fake. It didn't hurt. That's how you can never beat Bobby Slams. He won't sell Anton. You smash him down, he'll never sell. So super fan Bobby Slam is my gimmick. I win everything. You can't beat me. Because it's like playing with a child. It's like playing comps and robbers, and one lad comes out and says, I'm the Terminator. You can't. What are you going to do? So look, Sean Carey, maybe I will further adapt this. This is just me kind of spitballing, you know. I literally tried to sit down and write a, a genuine history. But I think that's a fucking fabulous gimmick, isn't it? I mean, obviously not going to the extremes. But if they whip out like this guy, he he's just, he he got this bloodlust that can't be satiated like a real fan. He knows everything about how, because he studied the tapes. He he just, he doesn't have his own moveset. He's like Shang Tsung. He replicates the moves of the person he's he's, he's wrestling against. I think that's pretty fucking strong. And look, thank you very much. That's it. You had a bit of Tommy Tank. It wasn't all about wrestling. Do you know what? Try to give you something else. Um, and guys, I really appreciate your very kind, committed support. It is only my first week here in the Stoods. But I'm, do you know what? I'm feeling good. I feel like fucking stew pickles in the, in the Stoods. Um, and uh, it's been really enjoyable having this space. And I tell you what, there's loads of shit here we can use. We're going to be doing some live streaming here. We're going to have a, a special live stream for you, the patrons, next week. There's lo- lo- fucking loads of stuff to do here. It's like, the place is like a fucking TV studio. So we'll be doing that. Thank you very much for your very kind, committed support. I love you dearly. And guys, I'm just a big